This podcast contains coarse language and jesting and may be offensive to snowflakes. Views of guests and commentators on the show do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this podcast or its creators. This is where we sweat the small stuff, get it out of our bodies so we can live in the world as nice people. But here we are all about the gripe. Whatever the beef, you'll find a bit of history and news to bulk up the offense. So buckle up, because we are about to blow the doors off the things that have us so annoyed. All right, so welcome to So Annoyed. We, so annoying. We have decided as our second podcast to do something a little more fun for us and also get some shit off our chest because we have a lot of things that annoy us. And it's probably a lot of things that annoy all of you. And it's probably going to piss some of you off and it's probably going to be a little irreverent and might not be completely PC. So if that's you being uh, really sensitive about things like that, just turn the dial. Yeah. We're fine On with to that. the next podcast. We're fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm going to start off talking about shaving. Having to shave annoys the hell out of me. Like anything? Yes, like anything, except maybe my mustache, because I feel like... (laughs) I feel like it would be the most annoying place to shave. That's sensitive skin. It's quick. No, I've been doing it for so long. Anyway, What, you got like turtle skin up there and stuff? Yep. mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do something that comes right back at the end of the day. It's never done. It's a job that's never done, and those things really annoy me. I mean, I know I don't have to shave, but then I'm the weirdo with the braided armpit, right? I'm not going to say that. You do you. (laughs) But I hate, I can't stand the itchy prickly period. Like if I could go from, oh, I shaved and I got a really good clean shave to I'm a wildebeest, then I would be like, cool, I'll just stay here (laughs) because it's done. But that in between, especially when you're wearing long pants and it, it pokes. You get the ingrown hairs too because oh. they, they go out to your pants and then they turn around and yeah. they go right back. Don't ask us how hairy we are. <laughs> <laughs> We're Italian. Let's just say that. We invented Velcro. <laughs> in the 1800s, they only had what were known as cutthroat razors, which were used by men and women who were pretty much covered from head to toe at that time, used dilapidatory creams to remove any unsightly hair on their faces, necks, and forearms. Did you ever use Nair? Yes, and it smells like shit. Oh my gosh. I got a can once when I was about 13. How old are you? There's a can? There was was never a can in my day. It was like a little plastic bottle. (laughs) I'm very old. It was a can, (laughs) like foamy spray. You spray it on. (laughs) Anyway, it's hilarious because I didn't want my mom to know that I bought it or that I was trying to get the hair off my legs because she always used to say, no, as soon as you start to shave, you always have to shave. Don't do it. She was warning you. Yes. And I was paying her no attention, right? So I got this bottle. I used it in the bathroom when she wasn't home or something. And it kind of worked, kind of. It was pretty patchy. And then I thought, it smells so bad. What do I do with this stinky thing? I don't want her to know that I did this. So I buried it out in our backyard. And it's probably still there reeking biohazard waste. Yeah, no kidding. It's probably a nuclear, one of those zones. Like it <laughs> glows in the dark. It's killed all the frogs. What and- is an air? It's, it's can't be good for you. Oh, no, I'm sure it's not. 
better to shave. But then again, we put shaving cream on and that's probably got crap in it. Too. I don't use shaving cream. You use soap? I, I use soap. I use soap. I use soap too. Honestly, I'm not going to even say it's because I'm being safe. I'm just lazy as fuck. I'm not going to get a separate thing. Buy another product. Exactly. My husband use, uses my conditioner, my hair conditioner. For shaving? Yes. That's try. why the hair conditioner is always done. Uneven with the soap? Yes. I hate that. So annoyed. I am so annoyed when the shampoo and the conditioner don't end at the same time. Um, try having children because yeah. you know what my kids do? They'll play with it. Pump, 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 pump. So the T-shaped razor, which is kind of what we use now, was invented in 1903 by King Camp Gillette. In Ooh, I know where this is you going. You know where this is going. In 1915, the first sleeveless dress came out. And before that, even the word underarm was actually deemed scandalous and caused many a polite society lady to reach for her smelling salts. Yeah. Harper's Bazaar advertised this sleeveless dress and told its readers that they will have to remove their scandalous area hair in order to wear it. Why? It I, would only look good if you weren't I hairy. Guess. I think it was okay for women to be hairy because they were covered. Yeah, because you and didn't have to see it. As soon as... Oh my gosh, we see a woman and she's got hair. How yeah. horrible. Now now you have to take it off. That's so annoying. Gillette, realizing that he could double his clientele, he could double his profits, invented the first razor for women, the Milady Decolette. Thanks, Gillette. In 1915. But shaving was still completely associated with masculinity at that time, and no high society woman would be caught dead buying one. So Gillette set about making shaving more feminine by using different wording in their advertisements for the Milady Decolette. I don't even know how to say it. Instead of shaving, they used the word smoothing. Men shaved, women smoothed. Gillette purposefully left out the words razor or blade. They told ladies that women of refinement smoothed. Do you think that women were Such using their, their husband's razors? That's exactly what they were doing that on their underarms. They were smoothing and stuff, so. with their husband's yes, stuff. Yes, with their razor blade. And this is how we now have to shave our armpits because of one stupid sleeveless dress. That we probably wouldn't even wear. I won't wear it now. I mean, you get to a certain age, you don't show your arms. So... Or your pets. Hence, I don't have to shave them very often. Gillette wanted women to start smoothing their legs, too. After all, how much quicker would those blades dull and need replacement <laughs> if we had to shave at least a third of our entire body mass? But it was a hard sell because even though dresses were shortening, stockings were in style. Prior to World War II, women wore thick stockings to conceal their hairy legs. That makes me hot thinking I know. about it. But they were in short supply during the war, so women started shaving their legs and leaving them bare. <gasps> it was patriotic, actually, to do so because nylon and silk were being repurposed in the war effort. So at this point, do we blame Gillette or World War II for the fact that societal norm is to shave your legs? Well, had Gillette not introduced the idea of smoothing to women, the women probably would have not even known the difference about wearing these skirts and hiding hairy legs. Maybe they just would have been like, whatever. I just want to know why hair became a bad thing. Um, Obviously, the whole Adam and Eve. Like, why did being naked become a thing? Because... Well, I know why that, but well, they never it evolved anything into about... hairiness. No, there's no mention about shaving. Well, that's what I'm saying. It evolved into hairiness. <sighs> it went from this to that. If you think about it, back in the day, a lot of things were deemed inappropriate that now is the norm, like crop tops. Right. Like, like they said, underarm was a scandalous word. I mean, come on. You were a whore if you showed someone your pits? I guess so. They prob Maybe they didn't have uh, deodorant, and that's why you had to keep that under wraps. Isn't that what the, what do you call them, smelling salts <laughs> for your pit smell? <laughs> I don't Maybe think you throw so. Maybe some, throw some mint leaves uh, under there. I don't know. 
By the 1940s, Harper's Bazaar was all about the hairlessness. At this point, do I blame Harper? I mean, in one article, it said it was okay to wear ankle socks on campus, but not on furry legs. The magazine also said that if they ruled the world of education, every woman with hairy legs on campus would get a demerit. Wow, harsh. That was printed. This is the 40s, you said? Yeah. Okay. I'm putting Harper's Bazaar in the blame game right now, but it was really the beauty industry at large. They told women that body hair was embarrassing and that good grooming and good dressing meant your underarms were white and smooth and legs were free of fuzz. One ad said, shave yourself. It's a pleasure. Since when? That is the biggest lie I've ever heard. (laughs) Exactly. You're standing on one leg. You've got your safety razor or whatever it is. And still, I managed to cut myself almost every single time. Yeah. And imagine back then how cruddy their Uh razors must have been. Yeah. and A pleasure? No. By the time I'm done wasting water, it's no longer hot. How about an accident waiting to happen? (laughs) Hello? Why do we have a drought? Shaving. That's why. (laughs) In 1964, 98% of all U.S. women between the ages of 15 and 44 regularly shaved their legs. Stupid beauty industry. Leave it alone. Just leave well (laughs) enough alone. You know what Harper's Bazaar was actually all about? Not meeting the needs of women, but creating needs. That is annoying. That is annoying. You're right. That's exactly what it was. Here's something you have to have now. This is now your need. Yeah. Let's make up a problem for women to have. Instead of, ah, natural, that's bitching. Let's do that. I'm pretty sure there was an era of that, the 60s. There was. And as if all of that shaving isn't enough, God forbid you should have a vag muff or a lady jungle (laughs) or a bush. Now shaving the downstairs carpet is the norm. What the hell? Hey, you know, I heard the shags coming back. The hair (laughs) down there. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. You know, back in the day when we didn't wear a lot of clothes, public hair signaled sexual maturity saying, hey, I'm ripe to mate and reproduce. Pubic hair is also theorized to trap pheromones that, as one expert put it, quote, beckons sexual partners to come on down to lady town, end quote. (laughs) And it is a known fact that the removal of pubic hair ramps up the likelihood of contracting an STD because you are likely to have cuts and abrasions from trying to shave two slippery slugs in a soft taco. (laughs) And still, we do it. Why? Honestly, I'm going to chalk that up to personal preference. If you're some little tiny thing wearing this itty bitty teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini, then, you know, I don't want to see all your pubes hanging out personally. (laughs) But if it looks like you're cradling a cat down there, then that's up to you. And you're going to hide it? Then you do you. You do you. You do you. Uh, Does it, do you mention, or what about waxing? Ow. Whose idea was waxing? In the 1990s, Jay Sisters Salon in Manhattan introduced the Brazilian wax. Of course they were New Yorkers. And hair down there was essentially retired from service. Hey, have you heard of a Merkin? Is that a bag? No. Maybe it's, that's a Birkin. <laughs> it's a Birkin. <laughs> a Merkin is a pubic wig, a.k.a. kitty carpet. Ew. Now, here's the stupid part. You have to shave, preferably wax, your nether region in order to attach the faux fur with super lace glue. How annoying is that? Um, I've heard of uh, vajazzled. I've heard of vajazzled. Yeah. That's even more annoying. Who wants rhinestones hot glued onto your vag? Oh, my gosh. Not me. That sounds like torture. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, but first we have to wax, like rip the hair out of your vag, and then we're going to hot glue you. If it were me, I'd just be walking around like Hansel and Gretel dropping my, <laughs> your my stones. <laughs> it might be like, I can't even fathom why someone would do that. I would want a cold pack on my vag. I, Not tonight. No, no. Not no. till these rhinestone wounds heal. <laughs> Well, and then you have to pull that glue off. Oh, <sighs> The sexual liberation of the 60s and 70s brought hair back in vogue for some folks. Maybe Harry will come back around again. Playboy centerfolds from 1953 to 2007 show the progressively retreating size of the Lady Bush. So was it women reading Playboy or men requesting of their women something they had seen in Playboy? Probably. Uh, my husband said the first porno he ever stole from his dad was a big bushy 70s like lady lady. And he's like, I didn't even know what was under there. He's like, I just saw, <laughs> just saw this thing coming out of me. He's like, I didn't know what it was. So maybe back in the day guys were into that they saw that's what they was saw still a little mystery left you know it's like <laughs> right right you gotta look under the rug like you said the vagina is not particularly the most attractive body part <laughs> no it's not i kind of like hiding it under there <laughs> men are more likely to want their women to take it all off but sure aren't as likely to want a brazilian their tender nethers the double standard is annoying i know a lot of guys that shave everything yeah, yeah which is risky because i mean uh, that seems even more risky than it seems a little almost like hard to do yeah no pun intended <laughs> the average time women spend grooming per week is five hours and it's three hours for men so ladies that's 260 hours a year 11 whole days 110 days per decade that is annoying waste of time and even more irritating i do it i fall in line like a damn lemming to a point at my age nobody really cares about my muff stuff anymore anyway so are you going to be braiding your pits anytime soon <laughs> i don't even really grow that much hair on my pits anymore i think i just grow enough enough that it's to say annoying. that you're an adult enough yeah enough, enough to be like hey i get puberty enough that you can't just leave it right uh, even more annoying are the people that are hairless they're like yeah i just don't have any hair i know i hate that my mom has no hair she's Jeez. like 98 percent italian she shaves three times a year maybe it's not some genetic thing and why didn't i get it i don't know i didn't i can't imagine yeah. having to use that dilapidatory cream back then on my, on my arms and then there's people that literally will shave head to toe i'm talking arms legs yeah, yeah. butt cracks everything, everything. <laughs> like that is too much yeah that's a double that's the 11 what would you say five hours so it's like 10 hours <laughs> Ick. that's a month yeah it's too long enough talking about shaving <laughs> one of my really super annoying things i have is when people leave their blinkers on when you're driving oh and you think they're gonna come into your lane but it's been 12 minutes yeah, and it totally stops you from whatever you're doing. You're like jiving, you're driving, you're doing your thing, and you're like, oh, this guy this guy wants to get in, but he doesn't. You mm -hmm. know, you stop, you slow down. You don't want to pass because yeah. you're All of a sudden, everyone polite. else is yeah. cutting you off and honking <laughs> at you because this one ding-dong is looking at his phone. And I always get so pissed. I, I try to be safe, but I look over at him, and I give him the stink eye, and I think, I hope you're dick falls off in the shower oh my piss me off that's a little overkill i'm a little much but it just pisses me off 
<laughs> people piss me off. I know really? my husband's always like, can we can we say something a little less intense? <laughs> like, can he can something else happen to him? Like, I'm so annoyed. Yeah, I'm like, listen, it's good. He could probably put it back on, but I'm just in this moment. It's really annoying me. <laughs> I wonder if it's because people are now listening to their music too loud or are blinker, on their phones. Blinkers used to be loud. Remember, it was like. And now it's like, okay, my car, at least when I go left, blinker left, my camera shows up. Uh-huh. So I know my blinker's on. I don't know who to blame this problem on, but it's annoying. So annoying. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? I honk. You honk at do them? Really? I don't. Uh, yeah, you, you know what? Like you don't get know shot. people are crazy. Exactly. I know. It's annoying. Know. So drug commercials annoy the hell out You're of me. You're talking like prescription drugs. Yes. Okay. There's only two countries that allow direct-to-consumer pharmaceutical advertising, USA and New Zealand. And they say, ask your doctor for, or tell your doctor, who the hell am I to tell my doctor to prescribe anything or that I have this disease or whatever? I mean, you're literally just telling him you saw a commercial. Right. I saw this. Can you give it to me? Hey, doc, I want this one because it says I will be thin young lady running on the beach in my white bikini. Yeah. it's... And there's rules. So the number one rule is the drug has to be memorable for the average Joe, but cannot be anywhere likely to be confused with another drug. It also apparently needs to sound like a Lord of the Ring character (laughs) and use so many X's and Z's that you need to buy a vowel. And by the time you finish watching the commercial, I don't even know what the fucking thing's for. For, You won't know. Do you ever? How would you ask if you don't know? You're like, oh, hold on. There's this medicine and the lady's laughing and then she's crying. (laughs) And then she's swinging her grandkid around. Yeah. And at the end, she's happy. It's like the worst (laughs) movie preview you've ever seen in your life. You're like, what just happened? So one of them is called A-D-D-Y-I. Addy? Addy-I? Addy-I? Another one is exlomentazoline or domperidone, not to be confused with domperignon, exactly. Moxifloxacin, that's an assassin. Sounds like it kills bugs. Ozempic, that's for the Olympic people. (laughs) Xelgans. It starts with an X. Yeah. Xelgans. I've heard that one before. Oh my gosh. Is that for dentures? I don't know. (laughs) Ads need to say the generic and brand name of the drug. One FDA-approved use for it and the most significant risks. You don't like that unsightly rash? Take Xamagzite. Cures that rash in up to eight weeks. Picture beautiful people pushing their children on the swing, swimming in the ocean, snuggling as they watch TV together. The narrator continues. Possible side effects, nausea, jaundice, bloody stool, diarrhea, sleeplessness, confusion, kidney failure, heart attack, growing a third eye, losing your left <laughs> nut. And by the way, these are not all the side effects of Zamanite. Ask your doctor for more. <laughs> I'll keep the unsightly rash, please. <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. This is crazy. 24 million US dollars were spent advertising the drug Depixent, Depixent, last year, marketed for eczema, asthma, and nasal polyps. The real name of the drug, dupilum, dupilumab, 
stupid. I feel like map. we need a medical salesperson. Right? <laughs> you say this shit. Side effects are redness, swelling, itching, cold sores in your mouth and on your lips. We don't know if this drug affects your unborn child or is transferred to breast milk. Do call if you have difficulty breathing due to the swelling of, well, everything you breathe with. Hi, I'm going to call as I can't breathe. <laughs> right. You, I can't <laughs> yep, breathe. can't breathe. Oh, and you have to inject yourself with it. And could get infections in the injection site. Oh, and the cost for 2.28 milliliters, which I don't know, what is that, a knuckle worth? I mean, tiny. For a cash paying customer? How much? Guess. Um, first, you're talking about someone with no insurance? Right. Uh, let's say $400. $3,354 to get rid of your eczema. Holy shit. Or your nasal polyp. To get rid of your eczema, but contract all these other unsightly right. um, side effects. Right. I mean, give me the nasal polyp. It is a painless, benign growth in the nose, which may cause post-nasal drip, a runny nose, stuffiness. I mean, I know I'm oversimplifying, but if you take the 24 million bucks you spend advertising a drug for a non-life-threatening ailment, which could be treated by numerous other drugs as well, you could have paid for 7,155 people to get their prescription, or you just wouldn't have to charge so much. It's just well, that's insane. why farm, big pharma is a big moneymaker. It's annoying. So, fellow gripesters, what's got you all riled up? Send us a message on Facebook, shoot us an email at contact at soannoyed.com or leave a voice message at 209-730-3715. If you don't want your gripe shared anonymously on air, please let us know in your message.